Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The marvelous galaxy. Uh, Disney, yeah. Hello and welcome to this episode of Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. My name's Sean. This is Alan. And we're here to give you all the goss on Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney. All of our favorite things. All our favorite things. I think favorite is a runaway hit. I had a few people contact me and say they love it. We should go catch it if it's running away. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are recording this late because we wanted to see Shang-Chi and bring you the update on that. We then had to watch RuPaul. We're also, the RuPaul finale, that is. Yeah. And we're also going to Vegas this weekend, so we're recording a little bit earlier than usual for you. Yeah. Yeah. Alan. That's my name. I got mugged on the way here by six dwarves. <laughs> Not happy. <laughs> you started with the cheesy jokes. Because they're so good. For that one, but they're so good. <laughs> we have some great updates for you. We're going to talk about the Walt Disney World Pass, which got announced last week, the day after our episode came out, or the day even. Mm-hmm. We have a 30-year-old Disney movie getting a sequel, a reboot, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we have some rumors about the Russo brothers and a potential movie that may have been put on hold. We also have some news on the next season, well, season four of The Mandalorian, and it may not be The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a spoiler-free review of what we thought of Shang-Chi, and then we will catch you up on episode three and four of What If? Yay. We got, we got, we got, we got a lot to talk about. Whoa, 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 calm down. <laughs> so first off, uh, <laughs> we've been going to the park a lot since we got Magic Key. And one of the times we went, we forgot to mention this last week, we were walking past Big Thunder Railroad. And this little kid, he had to be like... 11 would you say he yelled at another kid dylan if you would have run and not just lightly jogged (laughs) or is that it or a brisk walk yeah well he was like when i say run it it's not a brisk (laughs) walk or jog yeah it's not a brisk jog and we just thought that was so funny that a kid said that to another kid (laughs) so every time now or when we want to we just say dylan Um, another thing that happened to us in the park is I was wearing my Marvelous Galaxy of Disney tank top, tank top, tank top. Not TikTok. You can't wear TikTok. Tank, yes, I can. <laughs> I was wearing my Marvelous Galaxy of Disney tank top, which I got on magichavoc.threadless.com, <laughs> link in my bio and in this episode. Um, and one of the workers came over and said, oh, is that your podcast? And she started talking to us about it, and she let me give her a button. This was at Hank's, uh, Hank Pim's Pim. Test Kitchen. Yeah. Pim's Test Kitchen. Her name was Carolyn. We just wanted to give a shout-out to her because that's the kind of service you get at Disney, or at least we do, because we're good-looking and approachable. Yeah. And also, when we went to um, the bar later another day, we had another excellent server, but I didn't catch her name. 
Oh, yeah. She was just really cute and fun. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. So thank you to all the servers at Disney. It's funny because I was just talking to my aunt last night, and she said that one of her friends went to the park, and she's like, everybody was so rude. I was like, that's funny because they're always so nice to me. And yeah. she's like, I was like, well, what did they do? And she's like, well, they kept telling her, you need to put your mask over your nose. <laughs> put oh, your mask on. I'm like, well, that's why. Because yeah. <laughs> we always wear our stuff properly and follow the rules. Yeah. 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 When she, when uh, Caroline, like, just talked to us, it was really cool how she was, or just really sweet, just, like, how she just wanted to create experiences for, for guests in the park. Um, and just, you, you can tell that she loved her job. Yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to you, Caroline. Yay! Another shout-out, also, uh, well, we already said it was last week, but the Walt Disney World passes came out last week. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they just, so they they announced, like, the different tiers. Well, I guess taking a step back first, unlike at Disneyland, the annual pass holders program at Walt Disney World was really never discontinued. If you had a pass, you were allowed to renew it during the pandemic or during now, I guess, but they just couldn't sell any new passes until, until September 8th when they go on sale and they, they are still calling it the annual pass holder program, which I'm a little jelly about because I kind of miss saying APs or annual pass holder versus a key magic key. Holder? MK MK Mortal yeah. Kombat. Do, 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 do. That's not Disney. It will be. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But yeah, um, so there are four tiers. Um, it starts off with a little... Don't cry. What? You said there's four tiers. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, four new passes. <laughs> um, they, and they are pretty cute names. The first one, which is the lowest of the tiers, is the Pixie Dust Pass, which, starts, which costs $399. Um, and it's select weekdays only, and you're allowed to make three park reservations at a time. And then you have the Pirate Power, <laughs> which is $6.99 um, and just offers more days um, throughout the year, uh, but it allows you uh, four park reservations at the time, at a time. And then uh, the Sorcerer's Pass, which is $899, this increases your park reservations to five. Um, and for this tier, as well as the previous two, um, these are only available to Florida residents, but for the Sorcerer Pass, if you have the Disney Vacation Club, or if you are a a Disney Vacation Club member, um, you are allowed to buy this pass. Um, and then for everyone else, um, who are not, um, Florida residents, or if you're a Florida resident as well, you are able to purchase the highest tier, which is called the Incredit Pass which is uh, 1299 This one has no blockout dates. Um, similar to Sorcerer, you are able to get five park reservations at a time. Um, so yeah, those are your three options. Oh, and they also, if you want, um, you can add on things to your pass too, like if you want access or I guess annual pass holder to the water parks or their sports, you can pay an additional $99 to get that on top of your pass. I wish ours was more customizable like that. Like, if you want parking, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to just get the highest one. Yeah. 
which is really nice. I think, though, I mean, not to, like, add more salt to the wound, Ow. I, I believe all passes do include parking. Oh! <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. But, um, no, I'm, I'm glad that program's back. I'm interested, I mean, it's interesting to see that Disneyland or the West Coast got theirs first before Walt Disney World because I feel like Florida's open. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Alan. What? Do you remember where you were on June 21st, 1991? I was watching The Rocketeer. Wow, you have a good memory. Very good memory. I I don't think I was, but <laughs> yeah, I love this movie when I was young and actually something that I realized later is I think I had a crush on him and I love the way his hair like swoops down like <laughs> i just loved his hair and it it made an impression on me but he had a helmet what <laughs> was i watching the wrong movie Probably. um so yeah it came out in 1991 it's actually still at a uh, 66% on rotten tomatoes so it's holding up it starred bill campbell as cliff secord and jennifer conley as jenny blake we also saw alan arkin in it and paul and paul servino and timothy dalton the reason we're bringing this up is there's a potential well not potential it's been announced there's a sequel coming out yeah on disney plus nice yeah yeah it's funny because um i didn't even know this was coming up but I was just watching, like, one of those um, historical, or not historical, but, like, just, like, docu-series about Disney parks, and one of them was about Tomorrowland, and it, one of the potential, like, redos of Tomorrowland kind of had that Rocketeer feel, so I just kind of, like, went back and was like, hmm, I wonder if they're doing some sort of, like, sequel or something, and yeah, even before this Disney Plus one, there has been talks of doing sequels, like, um a lot more versions in the past. One of them, it looked like back in 2016, they were going to do something called the Rocketeers. So like multiple Rocketeers. Huh? Yeah. But what's, what's about, what's this one about? So it looks like it's going to be produced with an all new creative directive, focusing on a retired Tuskegee airman, who takes up the mantle of the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing we're probably going to see Cliff in it in some way, like passing on the mantle as is like the new trend with these types of things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, there's not a whole lot of information about it yet. Uh, it looks like, um, yeah, that's it. Just, <laughs> it should have the same feel as the first. The first one was kind of like a... Different type of superhero movie. Do you remember the first one? Yeah, no, I do. And that's why I kind of liked it a lot was because it was one of the first superhero-esque type movies that were out, that was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really like, oh, I can't wait for a sequel to happen because I want to see more of this cool guy just flying around in a shot. <laughs> With the great hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if Jennifer Conley would be in it. I love her. Oh. She's in this not very well-known movie called Labyrinth. It's like the most amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Speaking of shut up, <laughs> did you know there's contactless security scanners at Disneyland? I did. Well, yeah, so Disneyland is testing or has been testing these out. They installed them at the parking lot, or the Mickey and Friends parking lot, which 
you actually had an experience on it, right, Sean? Yeah, so it's weird because when we went on Saturday, they weren't there. When we went on Sunday, they were. And when we went on Tuesday, they weren't. So it was just Sunday. Um, They were two white, like, looking things. Like, if you're walking out of a department store and there's those scanners... Except for they were more round, and they had blue lights on it, almost like infrared. And for some reason, Anthony walked through just fine. They told him to go to the regular, like, bag check. But they had Jesse and me both go to the left and right, where we had to be searched by a special team, because apparently we had potentially dangerous things. Oh, But the idea of the contact list is really cool because I think once they're fully up and running, the idea is that you wouldn't have to have your bag searched because it scans you. So I believe that on Sunday they were probably looking for things that maybe don't scan well or questionable. So that way they can just check to make sure the scanners are working correctly. Mm -hmm. So like I had um, buttons in my bag so I wonder if like that set something off I also had a full thing of water so yeah it could have been anything yeah yeah I mean I think those seem pretty cool especially in the world of COVID where like you're not having a stranger like rummaging through your bag (laughs) when they've been rummaging through other people's bags I didn't think about that it's good that they're doing this and it, it feels like a lot like the airport where they have that scanning thing where it's they can see your whole body, so... Oh, and where they blow air on you? Uh, that's not happened to me before. Oh. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> so, there's a rumor out there that the Russo brothers... you know the Russo brothers? Mm-hmm. So, in case you don't know them, they did uh, Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, which was the highest uh, movie <laughs> of all time. They were said to be in talks with Disney about making another Marvel movie, but apparently that's been put on hold. Do you know why, Alan? Why? You have the notes in front of you, and you don't even... (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, amongst the rumors is, number one, um, Scarlett Johansson starred in all three movies that they did, so apparently they're close with her, and they're showing their support along with other actors. But also, the Russos have expressed that they don't fully trust Disney because if they're treating certain movies like they did with Jungle Cruise or with Black Widow, who's to say they wouldn't do that to the Russos movies? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think Disney's in a lot of trouble. Like they really do need to fix this with Scarlet. Yeah, it's not like they can't afford like just paying her what she is truly owed for. Yeah, this has become a big thing. And, like, I know we've talked about it a lot on the past three or four podcasts, but I just think the way Disney's acting, they kind of know, like, we did something wrong, and they're just trying to position their way out of it. Yeah. Like, it's starting to grow because we had ScarJo, and then you had uh, Emma Stone, and now you have, you know, non-actors, you know, fighting for this, too. So it's just growing, um, so we'll see, you know, in another few weeks if anyone else jumps in on this. You know, it's really important when something's growing that they get proper food. <laughs> they need to <laughs> eat in order to grow. I like food. <laughs> yeah. So, as we know, it's our <laughs> some of our favorite times of year. It's our time of year, which is Halloween. 
And uh, the Disney Parks blog just released a bunch of uh, foods, spooky foods, and treats for the Halloween <laughs> So, yeah, they, they released a lot of pictures, and they look all delicious. There's a lot. Like, I'm not going to go through every single item on here. Otherwise, this would be, like, a two-hour-long podcast episode. But a lot of it is inspired by, like, um, the Nightmare Before, Before Christmas. Um, there's this cookie that looks like the, the monster wreath with the teeth. Um, and then they did announce, though, which is pretty cool, is the um, Carnation Cafe. That's reopening September 15th. Um, and also Honey Hot's or Honey Spots at Pooh's Corner. Um, they're allowing mobile ordering, which you couldn't do before. Um, over there as well too. Um, but yeah, some of the yummy foods that they have do include like a spicy chicken sandwich, which will be found at the Carnation Cafe. Um, and then they even have like the loaded underings, which look really delicious. Um, so yeah, check it out. Go onto their page and. Just don't be hungry when you look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and if you are still hungry after all that food, we have another announcement for Halloween. We got some popcorn buckets. Yeah, I love me some popcorn buckets. I know. We're always getting some sort of popcorn bucket when we're at that one. (laughs) Including that last one you got, which was really hard to eat out of. Was that the, like, metallic blue Mickey? Yeah, the metallic blue Mickey uh, balloon Mickey. Yeah. I didn't like eating out of that one. Well, you buy them for the looks, not really for the food, for eating out of it. Then why'd they put the popcorn in it? Because I was hungry, too. Oh, you put it in it? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this year, they're announcing two new ones. There's Mummy Mickey, who's really cute. He's holding a jack-o'-lantern, and he has one uh, handout like he's a mummy. Uh, This one is said to go for $20.50. But let's be real. The one that everybody's going to care about, there's a Jack Skellington head, a popcorn bucket. So this one also glows in the dark. Um, This one, because it glows in the dark, it's $22, $1.50 more. Wow. And it said that both of these will be um, uh, appearing around the park at different kiosks. Yeah, and what's exciting about the Jack Skellington one is that they actually had this one in the past too, but it used to be only for annual pass holders, so now they're selling it to to the masses. How do you think pass holders feel about that? Well, they probably have one, so they're just like, ah, whatever. But it's like when you catch like that shiny Pokemon, and you're like, oh my god, I finally got it, and then they make it the Community Day Pokemon, and then everybody has it, so now your shiny is worthless. Sure. I totally understand what you're saying. And also they have um, the the traditional popcorn bucket, an actual bucket-looking contraption, I guess you could say, um, which just has, like, Mickey and Minnie dressed in their Halloween gear. Um, and that one's, you know, on the cheaper side, which is at $11. I don't feel validated. I feel like you didn't care about my shiny Pokemon dilemma. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about Plan Disney? (laughs) Well, yeah. Did you know about this program, the Plan Disney program, where basically if you have any questions about your trip or recommendations, um, there is a panel that you can go to and ask questions and get their expertise about it. 
I had no idea. Yeah, and apparently they are kicking off recruiting for it um, starting September 9th, and application the application process closes September 14th. But uh, just more information about the Plan Busy program. It's an online form where guests can go and turn to panelists to get their experience and knowledge when it comes to planning their Disney vacation. So this applies to any Disney experience, Disneyland, Disney World, um, I believe International Disney, as well as um, Disney Cruise Line as well, too. Um, so the way it works is the panelists will be selected based on their personal experiences with Disney destinations, so making sure that you know they have gone to various locations and um, are experts at what they do, and then make sure, making sure that they have you know communication skills and their ability to connect with guests, um, so that they ha- and that they're able to provide practical and helpful advice um, to them. Um, and then at the end of the contract, so this isn't like a paid job or anything, but at the end they do get a trip for to one des- uh, Disney destination for themselves and up to three other family members. Um, so to whatever Disney destination they, they choose. That's really cool. Yeah. But I hear the, the application process is kind of, I don't say tedious, but does require a lot of work. Um, and even then, even though it is like, I don't want to say free labor, but you know, you don't get paid for it. Um, it's still a commitment as well too. Yeah. It sounds like, sounds like a lot, but I mean, for people getting to go to any Disney, that's pretty yeah. expensive too. So yeah, and it's also the reward of knowing that you're helping someone plan the ultimate Disney trip. No, it's really about getting to go to any Disney with three other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell that to Disney and see if you get picked. Okay. Um. Guess what, Alan? Is it about the Mandalorian? How did you know? Because you told me to look at the notes. Oh. So, it looks like The Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be the last season of The Mandalorian, which makes us all sad. Aww. Yeah. That's it's such sad. a good show. It is a good show. But. But. <laughs> there's rumors that just because The Mandalorian's ending, it may not end. It may continue its story just as a new show with a new name. And this harkens back to what we've kind of heard about um, Jin Jaren, like mm-hmm. wanting to do stuff without his helmet more. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so it looks like some of the rumors that we heard from like Gina Carano may be true that things were getting kind of volatile and that he may be stepping out and that it may just be switching characters. Gotcha. So, and this corroborates, corroborates with what what Giancarlo Esposito previously indicated in an interview, and he's the one who plays Moff Gideon. He said, there's an end planned. I've also heard it'll just morph into a new show that sticks with the characters and time period, but under a new name. So we already kind of knew this was coming, but it looks it looks like it may be true. And I'm not surprised because the show is still so popular. Like, we're all yeah. still talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it would be a bad idea if they decided to just, like, drop it. <laughs> yeah. When, when the excitement is still there. So, But I, I like how they're not just like, well, it still needs to stay with Mando. 
at least they can like still continue the story without without it having to like form around the Mandalorian if they're having issues with the actor behind the scenes. Yeah, and it makes sense too since Grogu is now in the hands mm-hmm. of Luke. Like we really don't need the Mandalorian anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be called the Lucanorian. No. No. <laughs> no? no? Not even a maybe? No. The Jedi-orian? Uh, so we saw Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We saw Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Sean. Sean. Chi. I know. I was very excited. He calls himself Sean for part of the movie. S-H-A-U-N. Shut up. So, <laughs> we're going to give you just how we felt about it. We're not going to drop any uh, spoilers. We're just going to let you know if you should go see it. Yeah. So, this movie came out today, actually. Today is September 3rd. Mm-hmm. And it stars Simu Liu, Aquafina, Benedict Wong, Michelle Yao, Tony Leung. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to say that other person. Okay. That's a surprise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I actually recognized one of the actors from Kung Fu Hustle, which is funny because Aquafina has a Kung Fu Hustle poster on her wall. Her character does. Her character does. Yeah. How do you like the movie? I liked it a lot. Um, I was really concerned about it because I did, I guess, like, there were a lot of apprehensions about the movie, about it doing well. Um, but it sounds like it's doing well in the box or in the theaters right now. Um, but I thought it was really good. It was a beautiful movie in terms of just like the, the animation. Um, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I hope it's not, but like there are, there's dragons. In, they show in, the dragon yeah. in the preview. <laughs> so just like seeing all of that was really cool. And even cause there's a part where it's like a little bit otherworldly. So you see a lot of cool, like what kind of esque type yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah. What I really appreciated about it is it could almost not even be a Marvel movie just from how different it is from Marvel. Yeah. But there are still aspects of it where it's like, oh, is this going to connect like this way? Is this yeah. going to connect that way? So it still does very much sit in that world, but it's so different that it's not like we're just rehashing the yeah. same type of movie. Um, the other thing I really liked, and I say this with love, is I love the cinematography because there were parts of it that were so, like... <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Asian cinema can be cheesy sometimes <laughs> and I love Asian cinema so that's one of the, like the things I love about it and like I feel this movie not only had different Asian languages like a lot of uh, Mandarin and some Japanese I believe but it also had these moments where I'm like that's straight out of a cheesy <laughs> Asian film there's even one very serious moment where Alan and I laughed because it was just so like over the top yeah. but it was still pretty but it was over the top um, on top of the other things Alan mentioned I really liked how this felt very Asian but also it felt very um, uh, I just forgot his name the main guy? No, like Cthulhu-esque, those type of creatures. Lovecraftian. Oh. It felt very Lovecraftian in a way. So it was definitely a mashup of a lot of different things into one just spectacular movie. Yeah, yeah, you made a good point that, like, it didn't feel too much of a Marvel movie. Like, they didn't have a lot of... it, Like, how other movies are, like Captain America or something, you, you had other, like, Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And this really focused 
on Shang Chi and his character. Shang Chi. Shang Chi and his character. <laughs> um, and just the whole background of it, which is cool. Because I think you mentioned too, like we talked about this before, about how this didn't really connect with the Marvel universe. But I don't think it. I mean, like there are parts that did, but like, or add that continuity, I guess, to the Mar- Marvel story. But like, I don't think it needed to because we needed to know who Shang Chi was. Because I don't think a lot of people really know his story and background. Yeah, and I feel like his character was kind of um, not used a whole lot in the comics for a while. Mm -hmm. They just recently brought him back. I want to say in the last, like, five or six years, his character made a big return. But, yeah, he was in Avengers, like, way back when. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for him to be... I mean, I'm assuming he's going to be an Avenger, but I'm excited to see his role in the whole in being in the Avengers team and I don't know I just feel like he's going to be really powerful yeah and I like the way they explained the Mandarin Mm because we already saw the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 but they gave a good explanation for like how the Mandarin came into the story and one thing I really appreciate is (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the original Mandarin the original concept was he's like green with long hair and very like Asian warlord looking, <laughs> but he has the ten rings, but they're little literal rings on his fingers. Uh, so he's got a lot of bling. He's like, hey girls, <laughs> look yeah. at my rings. So I really like that they reinterpreted them as like the bands on the arm because yeah. what I felt like at a certain point is I think the best example I can give is God of War. (laughs) Like, there's certain video games where your character has such a cool weapon, you just, like, run around using that weapon. So that's what I felt like watching these rings being used in this movie. There were so many ways they were used, and there were so many, like, fight scenes with them that it was just really cool just to watch, like, how else are they going to use these rings? Yeah. Yeah, the rings were... That was the best part, just seeing how they... It could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this movie right now, as of release, is sitting at a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I guess if you can't tell from the way we're gushing about it, we both really enjoyed it and would very much recommend it. Yeah, definitely recommend it for sure. <laughs> but what we would not recommend is like getting your seats in the middle of the theater <laughs> with nobody around you and then the stupid guys that get the seats right behind you after you already bought your tickets. Yeah. Even though the rest of the theater is empty. Yeah. I thought you you did that. Because they were guys and I want to smell their musk? No, because... I don't know. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I was like, why did you pick seats in front of these guys? How dare you, sir? I dare. Well, what we're going to do from here is I've got a cover Disney for you. Oh, that's not different from previous episodes. And then we're going to go into our spoiler-filled review of What If 3 and 4, since we missed What If uh, 3 last week. It was Alan's fault. My fault? I, I don't wow. know. <laughs> That's not one of my favorite things, which we should all oh, talk about. Oh, jeez. In today's cover, Disney, this one is two years old, so you may have already seen it, but in case you haven't, it's kind of amazing. How can you see a song? If you go on YouTube, I'll also put the link in our notes, but the cast of Endgame actually saying uh, we didn't start the fire with slightly different lyrics. Oh. Yeah, it's a fun song. It is a fun song, and I wonder if uh, 
how it looks on the video because I've never seen it. Yeah, we can watch the video. Okay. All right, here's a sample of the song itself, and then we'll be right back. episode three so this one we get to see what if the avengers were killed yeah it was that one was really good what did you like about it just how because like you see these you get to know the avengers as kind of like invincible almost so you kind of see them kind of vulnerable and they all we can we like spoiler filled girl let's do it Um, yeah, so they basically had, like, Iron Man who died and Black Widow. Well, and the way it was done is Black Widow gives him a shot to cure his heart condition, but yeah. the shot is what ends up killing him. Yeah. Or it appears to kill mm-hmm. him. And then, um, and it's cool, too, because they kind of re-did some of the scenes from the original movies, too. So, like, the Hulk... I definitely recall that whole scene where he was, what was it? He was in that lab where he was in that tunnel and then all the military people were like shooting at him. So just kind of seeing those scenes recreated again was, was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, did you have any thoughts while you're watching it on who was killing them? No, I, I did not. So I was taken by surprise when they I did. revealed it. Of course. I did. Yeah. Right. When they showed the needle and how it was broken, I was like, is that man? Is that man? <laughs> but it was Hank Pym. I know. I didn't know, like, if it was going to be Hope or when they said, uh, the system was, accessed by someone who's been dead for two years i thought it was gonna be jan actually is that the mom hope's mom yeah mm-hmm. okay and then he said that it or she black widow said the thing about hope and then i was like oh is it hope mm-hmm. but yeah i knew it was gonna be one of the shrinkers yeah but yeah that was really cool just i feel like this was a good example of like how powerful these heroes are and if just one of them goes evil they could wreck it all yeah and it is kind of surprising to see though that like ant-man was able to kill the avengers yeah that's dark it's like i don't know me i still think ant-man's like the comic relief (laughs) (laughs) did you ever hear the theories that he was gonna kill thanos by going up his butt oh no and then growing (laughs) 
Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing when Endgame came out. I would have liked to see that happen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like that came up because everybody knew that Ant Man was going to be a big player in Endgame, and that like he was going to. Fe- so that people translated that as he's going to kill Thanos. Up the butt. Up the butt. <laughs> but yeah, this, um, so far, I would say episode three is my favorite episode just because I feel like it was so opposite of yeah. like what we see in the movies and it was really like a shocking what if. Yeah. And we got Loki. And yeah, in episode four. No, in three. Uh, he was in three too. No, just three. <laughs> yeah, because Loki came down to get oh. uh, revenge for Thor's death. Sorry, I'm thinking Doctor Strange. Yeah. It's been a long night. <laughs> so Loki came down to get revenge for Thor, and then we saw uh, um, Nick Fury go to Loki to broker mm-hmm. a deal, but we don't know what. And then we see Nick Fury fighting Ant-Man once it's revealed Ant-Man's the killer. I was like, where did Nick Fury get all this power? Yeah. I almost thought, like, is he going to be a life model decoy? Because that's a big thing. <laughs> like, it was revealed in the comics that Nick Fury does, in fact, age. They just keep making life model decoys of him, and he's uh, in hiding. But it turned out Loki was actually the one fighting Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And then with the Avengers out of the way, Loki finally gets to rule the Earth. Yeah. So what a big change. Happy ending. Happy ending. (laughs) All right, episode four. This is your Doctor Strange episode. This is a Doctor Strange episode. So this one revisits the time where Doctor Strange has his infamous car crash, but his girlfriend, um, oh, forgot her name. Um, But his girlfriend was in the car with him. So when he had his car crash, uh, she ended up passing away. Um, so rather than Dr. Strange learning to, learning to kind of like cure his hands or like, I guess, rejuvenate his hands, um, he, he started to do, uh, to learn powers so that he could turn back time so he could save her from the car crash. It's very share of you. What? If I could turn back time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, how do you feel about this episode? It was cool. I mean, mean, I feel like we've seen this type of story a lot. Like, someone goes in the past to change something, and the inevitable happens where that still happens, you know, that that thing still happens. So, basically, like, he tries to fix it. Um, There are times where he, like, prevents her from going in the car, or he, he turns another road instead of going to that, like, um, cliff, um, but she still dies. So it's like in her faith, fate that she passes away. Um, but basically, that's like the gist of the story. Is like different scenarios of the same ending. Yeah, when it said, uh, "What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands?" as the title, I was excited by it because I thought that was going to be like maybe he literally yeah. loses his heart. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like an Iron Man type Yeah. Thing, like he takes the Iron Man suit. I thought that would be more interesting because you're right, we have seen this story um, over and over with the whole like Groundhog's Day type deal. Mm-hmm. And it did get to a point where I would say I enjoyed seeing Doctor Strange like unleashed because this is another example of these are very powerful people and one small action could turn them yeah 
so far gone. But it, at the point where it reveals from the Ancient One that she had pulled him into two beings, I was like, oh, my God, how much more is yeah. left? It just got to be a lot. I would have rather seen, like you said, like he literally loses his heart and see the voyage he goes on from there. Yeah. So, yeah, still, like, not a bad episode, but I think this would be, for me, the weakest of the four so far. Yeah. Yeah, because... I felt like the what ifs in the other ones is more like what if so and so is this versus like what if the just the time travel thing and it's like okay we get it we've seen it yeah yeah all right well that was fun some more what ifs to come we have I believe nine episodes total wait I'm still waiting for that zombie one you're talking about it's episode eight <laughs> do you have a favorite moment of this week. This week, well, it has to be Shang-Chi. I was really really amazed by that movie. I came in with, like, no expectations and came out with a smile on my face. Thanks. Um, I'll share this with you, my favorites. Um, Voice acting has always been kind of a, uh, a dream of mine, and I have been potentially asked to be on a serialized podcast as a voice actor so once i have more information on that i'll let you know so you could check it out it's called fours a crowd by my friend ryan who lives over in florida so yeah it would be fun to get to it may just be like a quick walk-on role we're still in talks about what kind of role it would be but yeah keep you posted well walk-on role but it's just your voice nothing much Wow. I didn't know your voice could walk. Why was Jasmine not allowed into the Prince's Only party? Because she was not Aladdin. Because <laughs> she's not Aladdin. Yep, I've heard that one before. What? <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. But how can we see them trying to podcast? Bye now, and we'll hear you next week. Wow. (laughs) Alright, bye guys.